Hi, I'm Neha Dapakuli, a freshman and a copy editor for The Roundup. Our topic for today's podcast is about quarantine. Now, I'm sure you're all tired of hearing about the virus and its precautions and the masks and everything about that, so we won't be talking about that today. Especially now, during the holidays, where your days are usually filled with extended family and eggnog, life can seem lonelier and less fun than usual. That's why a few of my friends and I are going to be discussing a large range of COVID-friendly activities that are suitable for the holidays or really just any time of year. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Teresa Gillis, and I'm a freshman. Hi, I'm Sophia Costa, and I'm also a freshman. Okay, so to give you guys an overview, we'll be talking about TV shows, movies, social media, video games, and physical activities, so things you do around the house or outside. And I think we're going to start with TV shows. Okay, so Outer Banks was really popular during March, or just like the beginning of quarantine. And it's a Netflix show, in case you were wondering. Um, Does anyone remember what it's about? Because I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, So there's a big storm which wiped out the power. And so the power goes out, so they have like no cell phones. But uh, Hope, JJ, Kiara, and John B., like on a boat when one of them like falls in and then they see a boat that's just submerged which then they like go on the hunt to like find the ship that's sunk which happens to be like an important piece of history that they found so then the whole show is based off that in like one week yeah it's like a huge like treasure hunt they all go on and it's pretty cool i really liked it and it's a really like fun way to like look into the future and be like oh i want to do this over the summer yeah it was like um, it's it's kind of it's not super focused on the treasure on either. I mean, there's like relationships that are built, and um, it's it's really good. I liked it a lot when I was watching it. And it's only one season long. I think another season's coming out though. And if you're wondering, it has a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes and then an average audience score of 85%. So I feel like if you like mystery, you would probably like Outer Banks. So Outer Rings, like, it's for someone who kind of, like, wants, like, that teen just, like, reality, kind of, but, like, it also has, like, elements of, like, of a mystery, like, oh, what happened back then, then they figure it out, and something else pops up that they're, like, what do we do now? Yeah. It was, it was pretty good. Okay, and then another show that was popular during quarantine was The Vampire Diaries, and, um, I, I really liked this show. I didn't finish it. I watched, like, six seasons of it almost and then I just kind of got bored of it but um it's about vampires obviously and it kind of follows it doesn't really follow one guy it kind of follows like a group like a whole friend group that like their travels and experiences with the vampires that like come to their hometown and then all their lives get like wrapped up in all this supernatural stuff yeah, and like if you don't really like supernatural things, I feel like it's still interesting because I'm not super into that and it was still about like, you know, friendship, relationships, and all that stuff. Yeah, and also I feel like some people when you think of vampire diaries you might not think of it, but there's like some characters that were like really funny and it like made the show very entertaining to watch. Yeah. yeah, like, I know that some people um, correlate vampires with Twilight, and it's really not like Twilight at all, like, there's, like, a love triangle, but, like, there's a total, like, different, like, vampire, like, history and stuff. Yeah, the history was so cool, because it was kind of, like, a mystery, like, figuring out what happened in the vampire's past, 
because in the show they look like they've lived for over hundreds of years and uh, again, for those of you wondering, it has an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes with an average audience score of 84%. Now, Teresa, I know you didn't watch The Vampire Diaries, but you watched the originals, which is like the sequel show to that, right? Yeah, it's a spinoff. So like in the third season of The Vampire Diaries, the original vampires um, like came to like terrorize the town. But I think the audiences loved like the original family so much that they made a spinoff which is, ba- is focused on like the five originals and then in Mystic Falls, which is in Louisiana. No, not Mystic Falls. It's in um, New Orleans. And then the main character is like the most powerful and he seems to be as evil. But throughout the show, you can like kind of see what's really evil about him and what's, evil, what's like perceived as evil than what actually is. Yeah, that's a really cool perspective. I, feel, I, I wish I watched it. I just, I don't think I can watch another vampire show after the vampire diaries yeah and like i think the vampire diaries has like seven seasons while the original only has five so if you want and you don't have to watch the vampire diaries to know what's going on in the original yeah i also think the originals is like a tiny bit darker so like if you're older maybe you'll like the originals more than the vampire diaries okay uh again no no it actually has a higher average audience score on Rotten Tomatoes because Vampire Diaries has an 84% and then for the audience, the originals has an 89%. But um, its critic rating is lower, but yeah, I, I mean, I think, I feel like I would watch the originals if I wasn't so done with the vampires after seasons of it. Yeah, definitely. I think there's like some better storyline. Yeah, like, in the Vampire Diaries especially, I just feel like it repeats so much. It's like, we have a big villain, and then there's an even bigger villain, and just gets, like, bigger and bigger, and it's, like, the same story, almost. Yeah. Okay, um, so that was all we had for TV shows. Um, so now into movies, and these are pretty common movies, um, that I'm sure you've heard of, but we just thought providing our opinions, and maybe if you haven't seen them, it would be interesting to check them out. So the first one is Harry Potter. And the only reason it's here is because on TikTok, there's a lot of, it's, you know, it's getting popular again. It's like resurfacing and blowing up again, as everyone's just like refinding it and be like, oh, I used to love this. Yeah, I mean, so I haven't read or seen the movies in like a very long time. Does anyone like- I've seen- like the first one like over the few years because there's on tv but i also watched the seventh one like on like line with my friend just like via zoom or whatever oh okay that's that's cool so i mean i feel like everyone knows this but you know it's about a harry harry potter and he is a wizard but he doesn't know that when the books the movies start out and it's like, it's fun to binge watch, I think, if you're like, if you have, you know, a cup of hot chocolate, your friends, or just over Zoom like you did, Teresa. Yeah, I think also, yeah. like, everyone was still stuck at home, it was like a nice way to like, go into another universe almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially since the, the series of detail, it kind of like felt like they were actually there. And everyone's like, oh, I wish I could just, like, shift over to the Hogwarts reality. It's kind of like an escape from whatever we're doing now to be in, like, the magic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then again, for those of you wondering, Harry, the Harry Potter series as a total, I think, has um score a little over 75%. And then 
Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 has a score of 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I think if you're looking for movies to binge watch over winter break, I think Harry Potter is a good choice. Okay, and then I don't know if any of you have seen this, but I had to include this one. Uh, Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas is my favorite Christmas movie and will always be my favorite Christmas movie. But have any of you guys seen this? Uh, no, I've I don't seen it, but it was a few years ago. I know the premise of the Grinch, the Grinch series, like story, but I haven't seen that one. Okay, so y'all know the Doctor Seuss um, storyline, but I think my sister and I we watched this multiple times every winter break just because of the dialogue. It's so funny and it's it's really dumb sometimes, but it makes my sister and I laugh a lot. And it's you know it's a fun it's a fun Christmas movie. Oh, okay. kind of like what we grew up with. Since I think it came out around where we were all like children and like parents, like, oh, let's watch The Grinch. And it really, I mean, if you celebrate Christmas, it really gets you in the Christmas mood. Okay, and then the third one, it's kind of, it doesn't really have to do with the holidays, but it's the To All the Boys I Loved Before, and then it's sequel, which I don't remember the name of, but it's that series. Uh, it's To All the Boys, Yes, I Still Love You. Um, if you guys want a summary about that, it's just like she writes love letters to every crush she's ever had, and then her little sister finds it and then sends it to those um, boys. So she kind of has to deal with that. And then, you know, the sequel's about like deciding between two different sizes. Sequel, I did not like the sequel. <laughs> was sequel is more like cheesy romantic, while the other one was a little less of that, but yeah. Yeah, I definitely think like the first one, like, it blew up and like everyone loved it so much and then the second one was like kind of not as great but it was still yeah, pretty good. Not a lot of secondhand embarrassment from that lip sync scene. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the second one also I feel like there is more of like an option to choose between like two people and which kind of divide the audience into like oh she ended up with this person I, I wish I didn't like the movie then or I like that she ended up with this person, but I don't like how she spent time with the other one. I don't like this movie. So, like, it really depends on just, like... So, planning on watching that, it's on Netflix, by the way, and so is uh, Jim Carrey's Grinch. But, um, so if you're planning on watching To All the Boys I Love Her, I would stop after the first one, but that's just my opinion. I mean, if it bugs you to leave it hanging, I would just, I would stop after the first movie. Okay, um, so now we have social media, and this is, I feel like social media is kind of more... It has so many different levels, like, especially during quarantine, and I really wanted your thoughts on this. Do you feel like it's toxic or helpful because everyone's isolated, but also, like, social media isn't always, like, a beneficial thing? Um, I feel like it was a pretty positive thing for me, just because, like, I was so bored all the time, and it got, like, really lonely, and I was, I had nothing to do at home, so, like, I spent a bunch of time on, like, TikTok or, like, Instagram like watching videos so I think it was like a pretty positive thing for me like I tried not to get too much on the negative side of it yeah and what about you Teresa it depends on for me it depends on which like side of the app you're on like there's different like sides like oh you're on like lifestyle then you get like all the lifestyle things but I was more on like just like the funny side just like the jokes and I know that sometimes it can be perceived as like like negative because like you like see everyone's like oh expensive houses and like you know and like expensive clothes when really they've perfectly curated that to make it look yeah. like life's perfect in quarantine even though we all know life's like falling apart 
Yeah, that's totally true. And I think to talk about Teresa is, you know, everything is kind of made and every, you know, for the viewer's pleasure. I think TikTok especially blew up during quarantine because they're quick videos and you don't need that long of an attention span, especially after like hours upon hours of Zoom classes. I think TikTok's kind of a nice break. But also, I feel like cancel culture, which is kind of a big thing on TikTok, is, I don't know, I just, I don't think it's a good thing. Yeah, it's, and it, honestly, like, when people do it, it doesn't even work that well. Like, someone, like, get canceled for, like, a couple of days, and then, like, they have absolutely, like, no consequences. I think it's, like, a lot better to, like, educate someone than just be like, oh, you're canceled, and then have, like, nothing happen from that. Yeah. Especially with TikTokers and, like, that specific platform cancel culture. I know I like watch like a bunch of like the social media like newsrooms where they're like, oh, this person's canceled. But what I've noticed is that they get canceled for like things they are either like minor, like, oh, they said something bad about this person, cancel them, or something they did back when like 2014 that they get canceled for. But there are like serious like allegations against someone that they don't get canceled for. Yeah. Which is kind of just like, oh, I like them, they're good creators, so I'm not going to cancel them, I'm going to cancel this person, exactly. I don't like them. And it's like, sometimes it's blown out of proportion, and then other, and like, people get like, death threats and stuff, which is like, scary, because you know, you're just making videos on like, TikTok, and if you do something wrong, I mean, obviously some people do things that are genuinely wrong, and they should, you know, like, go through some consequences for that, but some of the things are just ridiculous, they're like, looking for a reason. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like, oh, this mm -hmm. person is so big, now we have to, like, find a reason to hate them. Like, exactly. they can't be perfect. Exactly. Yeah. And on the flip side of social media, I think, well, this is my opinion, but I think Pinterest is kind of the least toxic platform because, honestly, it's harder to interact with other people, so you just kind of, you're just kind of looking. Yeah, it's just like finding aesthetic photos. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a black hole because I can spend hours making a board titled purple and just have a bunch of random purple pictures and that would be my entertainment for the day. Yeah, and like on Pinterest you kind of expect everything to be like perfect and aesthetically pleasing. So like you don't feel bad like, oh, that's perfect. But like it's more like inspiration rather than showing off. Yeah, but yeah, like people can't really... I mean, I guess you can, but you can't really have, like, a big platform on Pinterest, yeah. so you can't really, like, cancel someone or, like, have that type of thing happen there. Okay, and then, um, we're getting into the specifics. There are a couple accounts that we wanted to talk about that were just kind of, like, just made the day a little better, and I think, um, I've heard of this, but I haven't actually looked into it, like, deeply, uh, but Teresa was talking about, uh, at we Rate Dogs on Instagram. Do you want to elaborate on that account? Yeah, so like, you could like direct message the account and be like, this is my dog, and you can give like a picture and like a short little description of them, and then they'll, they'll like post it and then they'll like rate them, but none of the ratings are like ever like under 10, they're always like 11 above, just because like all of them are either like silly photos or just like cute photos of dogs. Like there's one that was recent, that was just a video of a dog just sitting on the hardwood floor, but his front paws are like sliding forward. And it's like, this is Sophie. She's a certified hardwood floor traction tester. Not much track is near 12 out of 10. She'll have to report it. Like, just stuff like that. It's like cute. It'll make like your day a little brighter, especially if you love animals as much as I do. Yeah, that's, that's really cute. And it's like most, it's, it's all positive. So that's pretty cool. 
Um, and then the other Instagram account is, I talked about this in another review that I did, but uh, at we the urban uh, I don't know if I mentioned it to you too but it's like it's not it's it talks about like issues in society but it also it talks about like issues you could have with yourself like uh you know social anxiety or PTSD or things like that and it gives you like little solutions and it's not like it doesn't it's like all in like a colorful format and it's just if it, you know it's like a nice thing to have on your feed just and it's not like long paragraphs of what to do if, you know, it's just, it's, it's fun to read. I definitely think like positive quotes can like get you a long way. Like I know you may have would like give Teresa and I random positive quotes just like on a call. <laughs> like even though they were really dumb sometimes, they like always would make you happier. Okay, um, moving on, uh, we have video games and the first one I think everyone knows this, although it's getting a little worn out, but Among Us was huge before i mean well if you don't know what among us is it's basically you're on a spaceship you're trying to complete these tasks and there's an imposter who's trying to kill you off you have to try to figure out who the imposter is but um how did you what did you guys think of among us uh i really liked the game i thought it was super fun because i got to like reconnect with some friends that i like hadn't really talked to since quarantine started but it definitely like we would be on calls for like hours after school just playing it and it was super fun because like everyone was just laughing and like having a good time yeah it was a way to connect with friends where it wasn't like you know on zoom you can't really i mean in breakout rooms i guess but more than often we just have like our cameras and our mics off so i feel like among us it kind of like you kind of like got more social interaction than you would if, if you know if you weren't playing the game yeah, like, I know for me personally, it wasn't so much the game, like, the game is okay, but it's more like the people you play with, because I know that if I pl I never played alone, because I'll just kind of, like, boring, but, like, on the call with, like, the 10 other people, we'd just be, like, laughing, and we'd, like, be up to, like, 12 or so, and just, like, saying, no, you are, you are the imposter, and then just going back and forth, which is really funny. Yeah. Another video game, I don't know if you would consider it a video game, but it's just, the Nintendo Switch games, like what with the one two switch ones. Um, you can do that with like a family member if you have a sibling, this would be really good. Um, but I think Teresa, you have one, so do you wanna explain what that is? Yeah, so like the Nintendo Switch obviously you can find like it's like the the console you can find a TV, but you can also bring it like outside, get some fresh air and then the one two switch game specifically, it just has a bunch of mini games for like two people they're just like literal for two minutes like the there are games such as like quick draw which is where you like when they say fire you're supposed to point your controller up and whoever shot it out first wins and then it doesn't seem like it'd be that fun but honestly it gets really addictive and competitive especially when you're like with your siblings who are just like we're all just, like on like cookies and like all candy and we're all hyper so yeah. you, then you're like, oh, no, I want to rematch. So you, that wasn't fair. And then everything is just, everything is just nice and just like free flowing and not pressuring at all. Yeah, I feel like that's a fun way to spend uh, time with your family members, which actually brings us into our last topic, which is physical activities. And again, that's things you could do not on the screen. And that's kind of important, I feel like, because we spend so much time on Zoom, you know, like hours after hours. <laughs> Um, so, like Teresa was saying, doing things with your siblings or just with your family in general, I feel like that could be really fun, since you're stuck at home anyway. 
Yeah, I feel like something me and my family started to do a lot during like the beginning of quarantine, especially like spring and summer, was like we started like going on walks around our neighborhood, which I feel like was pretty common, but we have like in a pretty big neighborhood and like I didn't even know some of the places we went, so it was really cool to like see some areas of a place that I live in that I haven't seen seen before. Yeah. Yeah, and just spending time outside, I feel like fresh air is really good for you. Like if you're in your room all day looking at you know, teachers talk to you through a screen. I feel like going outside and getting like that fresh air is important. So um, different kinds of art, and when I say art, it's not always like painting, you know, you could do like, you could dance and you could make music. Um, but Teresa, I know you do like to paint. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so like I know during school, I never liked to paint because I was in an art class. I was mixed in an art, so that was two days a week I had to use all my like creativity for that. So then I wouldn't feel like painting like outside of school because like, oh, I painted for two days a week. I'm tired of painting. I just want to just watch TV. But then my mom, she works at a healthcare facility, and then the residents like to like look at like art. So she's like, oh, why don't you paint something? I'm like, sure. So I just like sat down with this like music playing from the last like just a way to just let yourself go and just like listen to music, paint, get what's going on in your head on a canvas or even just like on an iPad is even good. So then I kind of picked that up. I painted a lot and then I lost it when I started school. But then recently I started painting again. So it's, it kind of is like a on and off thing. But it's really fun to be like in that on stage. Yeah, I feel like that's a nice break from, you know, YouTube and Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so that's actually all we have. Um, thank, uh, thank you all for listening, and thank you, Sophia and Teresa, for coming on the podcast. Um, I hope our thoughts on these activities have proved helpful, and be sure to check out the rest of the Roundups website for more great stories. Oh, and um, be sure to try out a TV show or two. Bye! Bye! <laughs>